morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, wherever you are. Welcome to the Meryl Daily Podcast for the 14th of May, 2020. Welcome to the Meryl Daily Podcast for the 14th of May, 2020. I'm your host, Jake Merrill, and I'm joined here by your co-host, Steve Mighty Merrill. Yo! What are you doing today, Dad? Uh, just, just taking it easy, mate. Um, isolation, quarantine, working, mixture of all that. Thursday night, podcast with my young fella, and tomorrow's Friday. Thank you. Okay. Uh, this is just our welcoming for today. We've got a massive segment set up for you. Massive uh, podcast, sorry, set up for you. Uh, starting off with our news after this. Then you've got your sport news. Then your weather. Then our outro and shoutouts. Uh, what did you do Quick today? and easy. What did I do? Yeah. All right. Uh, so I went to my grandma's again. Did a couple stuff, did my schoolwork. Tomorrow I'm going back to school and I'm very excited about that. You're beauty, as we all are. (laughs) What other things did you do at Grandma's? um, Work. Yeah? Did you get paid? (laughs) You didn't get paid to do my work. Oh, I thought you meant you did work for Grandma. Yeah. Okay. Did she pay well? Yeah. Oh, good stuff. I might go down there. And what about, I think I've seen some footage of you on social media hitting the golf ball a long way. Oh, what yeah. Do you, what do you tell us about that? Went to the driving range, hit a couple balls, hit a couple good ones, actually. And if people want to see that action shot, where do they go? Just go to my Instagram page. I'm pretty sure I'm tagged in every single post that we make on the Meryl Daily Podcast Instagram okay. page. Make sure to go follow that one out. And if you do, you get a shout out. Uh, in our next episode. Let's actually get straight into our episode, our news, straight after this short break. Segment today for the Royal Daily Podcast, 14th of May, 2020. Just going into our, our first segment for today. Liar, liar, Panthers on fire. It's been a dog week. Uh, it's been a dog of a week for Panther star Nathan Cleary. The 22-year-old's clean-skin reputation has taken a hammering with New South Wales police yesterday finding him $1,000 for breaking social distancing rules after the NRL exposed his Anzac Day cover-up. The police fined for non-essential travel after it was rele- uh, revealed Cleary drove a group of young women to his house before appearing in a TikTok video with them. Comes on the back of a two-match suspension and a $30,000 sanction from the NRL, which we were talking about yesterday. That's right. But Panthers legend Greg Alexander says Cleary will learn from his mistakes. He regrets it. I believe that, Alexander said yesterday. And the front page um, of the Daily Telegraph has a picture of Nathan Cleary there walking his mockatsuni. Have you seen the picture, Jake? Yes. Yeah, good I'm look- looking at it right now. Good looking little dog. What do you reckon his name is? Yeah. A dog. Fluffy. Fluffy. Respect to Fluffy. 
I'll read the next story. <laughs> and just, just, sorry, buddy. Just one thing very quick. If you want to follow along with us, you are allowed to do that. And you can follow along and you can read the stories as we read along for your... I'm, I'm guessing that most people will be reading this Friday morning for the 15th of May. Uh, just a, for a recap of yesterday and leading into today. That's right. That's right. So the other story on the front page is the headline, Labor's Nazi Slur. Uh, and it's about um, senior Australian Labor Party Senator Kim Carr. And they say, Carr's shameful China lab spray at telly and MPs. So senior ALP Senator Kim Carr has invoked the spectre of anti-science Nazis in an extraordinary personal attack on journalists and coalition MPs who have raised concerns about Chinese military science collaborations with with Australian researchers. So she might be in a bit of bother. It's front page. I think you've got another story for us, Jake, which I think is on the next page. Yep. Yep. It's on page two, I'm pretty sure. That's right. Yep, page two. Oh dear, protesters are let off. A dozen climate change protesters, some of whom dressed up as deer and glued themselves to the ground, causing chaos in the Sydney CBD last year, have been let off with a slap on the wrist after the majority of their charges were dismissed. The Downing Centre local court heard some of the group, which included a former ABC broadcaster, were dressed as reindeer and elves as part of the Extinction Rebellion protest that shut down sections of the city on December 20. Their actions, dubbed as simultaneous die-in during the morning peak gridlocked traffic for commuters when multiple streets were blocked off. However, they escaped serious punishment yesterday when a total of 16 charges of obstructing police were thrown out. They pleaded guilty of falling to a to to comply with with police direction and were placed on the community corrections orders without a conviction being recorded. The group included Catherine Gollan, a former broadcaster with ABC's Radio National, Juliet and Luce... Lusa Lamont, 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 mother and daughter activists from Byron Bay who have a long history of staging protests across the country, and Western Sydney University PhD uh, researcher Thomas Colley. Well done. That's it. That's the news, I reckon. Yes, it is. That is our news for today. We'll be back straight after this short break for your sport news for today. Welcome back to the Mel Daily Podcast for the uh, 14th sorry, of May 2020. I think, Dad, you're reading the first story for us today? Mate, I was going to, and it was on the back page, but as we so often have here at around this time of night. I'd called you in just before to discuss. You can listen in, but maybe just kill the breathing. Um, Yeah. I called you in before. There was a tweet that came out about 10 minutes ago 
and it was from the Renault Formula One racing team. Renault Formula One team and Daniel Ricciardo will not continue. Remember, we were talking about Daniel Ricciardo last night and a possibility of joining yep. of joining Ferrari. So the plot thickens. Daniel Ricciardo will not continue his collaboration with Renault beyond 2020 with the unprecedented context of the 2020 season. Discussions held with Daniel Ricciardo concerning a renewal of his contract beyond the end of 2020 have not been successful. Now, something else that has just broken. Absolutely breaking news, courtesy of the wide world of sports, Channel 9. And here it is, the headline. Daniel Ricciardo officially joins... McLaren. Daniel Ricciardo has officially joined McLaren and will leave Renault at the end of the 2020 season. Ricciardo will join McLaren from 2021 on a multi-year deal. McLaren boss Zach Brown confirmed the news this evening, declaring the signing of Ricciardo is part of the racing team's long-term plan. Signing Daniel is another step forward in our long-term plan and will bring an exciting new dimension to the team alongside Lando. This is good news for our team partners and of course our fans there you go so it's done he has joined mclaren and left renault unbelievable so i'm happy for you to read your next story jake and then i will chime in with my telegraph story from the back page you happy to do that yes over to you mate for your little bit Keep um, calm and carry on. St. George Laura Ringer, Jordan Pereira, has revealed the arm he injured last season will likely never be back to 100%, but he's confident it won't limit his game. The 27-year-old suffered a freak accident while crossing for a try in a Canterbury Cup match last July, damaging nerves that run from the neck. Ow. Do you remember seeing that incident? They were so... Yeah, yes. flipped him on his head hard to watch. bounced that air. Painful. There were initial fears he could lose his arm or its functionality, so Pereira is grateful it has recovered enough for him to play again. He started in both of the Dragons matches this season before the competition was halted. I don't know if it's ever going to be 100%, Pereira said. It's not as strong as it used to be, and I really don't notice it in the gym with my weights training. But on the field, I only hold the ball with that hand and it's, str- it's strong enough to do that. It's fine. And de- def- defensively? Defensively. Defensively. I don't really notice it on the field, just in the gym. He's not the only dragon who is overcoming an arm issue. Veteran Corbin Sims, brother of Tarek, is set to make a comeback from a third broken wow. arm. After initially breaking an arm in 2017 while at Brisbane, Sims fractured a forearm while playing at the, for the Dragons in April last year and rebroke it in the Nines at February. In February, Sims said he would be ready for the Dragons' next match after testing it during contact training this week. He said he would be wearing guards on both arms at training and in games, and would also change his ball carrying technique. I'll have to tweak my style and technique a little bit to start the season and not and throughout the rest of my career, Sims said. But that's not going to change the spirit that I play with. 
I will still play as hard as I possibly can, but just make some tweaks in the way I carry the ball and conduct myself on the field. Well done. Go the Dragons. We'll have to throw the Dragons. First, first Dragons story, Jake, on the Merrill Daily podcast. What do you think? I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> like all the, the news stories, I don't really know. Okay, that's fair enough. I'll read the last one in the sports <laughs> news, and it's about the big news that broke last night, the referees, and the headline is the power of one. Referees to fly solo as game rings in changes for the restart. Rugby League is going back to the future by reintroducing one referee for the first time in more than a decade, but the league remains willing to reevaluate the move at the end of the season. Despite apprehension from some in the game, the ARL Commission last night voted to scale back the on-field officialdom. Other changes include the introduction of a six more tackles rather than a penalty stoppage for ruck infringements. Full-time referees becoming touch judges and whistleblowers retaining the right to issue a full penalty and place players in the sin bin for ruck offences. ARLC Chairman Peter Volandis led the charge for one referee, declaring it would help create more free-flowing matches and eliminate the wrestle. Coaches have insisted there is potential for more ruck infringements with one referee. The decision shouldn't be seen as taking one referee out. It should be that we are using three full-time experienced referees controlling the game, which will ensure greater surveillance of the ruck and the wrestle, Valandi said. This decision will significantly reduce the number of stoppages in games and showcase more open, unstructured play for the benefit of fans. These decisions address the issue of the wrestle and slowing the ruck down, which has been the biggest issue in the game. It's clear the current system hasn't effectively addressed the issue of wrestling in the game. Reverting to one referee together with the new six-a-game rule gives us a chance to speed up the ruck and create more free-flowing rugby league. In the attacking team, six more tackles for a ruck infringement will be a significant deterrent to slowing the ruck. No team is going to want to defend multiple sets of tackles without a stoppage in play. This is the greatest disincentive for what has become habitual ruck infringements. Touch judges are part-time, and the savings are expected to be about 2 to $3 million if reduced, introduced long-term. The game will reevaluate the move at the end of the season before deciding if it will be implemented next year. The ARLC committed to retaining the 22 contact, contracted full-time referees for the rest of the year and said there was no intent to reduce that number in the year 2021. When I became chairman, I said I would listen to the fans, Valandi said. Last year, we conducted a fan survey and the overwhelming majority of fans said they wanted to go back to one referee and their views should be taken on board. A spotter could be employed in the bunker to officially monitor the ruck. The group tasks with, tasked with examining the proposal strongly supported keeping two referees when it met on Monday. It was headed by players Daly Cherry Evans and Wade Graham, coaches Trent Robinson and Michael Maguire, plus a variety sorry, of officials. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry to yes. interrupt. Go for it. But the bunker, let's face it, they make some bad decisions. That's correct. They're still there. Do you do you think that the, whatever they're called, the looker, the seeker, the spotter, the, the spotter, rock, the the spotter. spotter yes. how are they, like, people are going to blow up at them and they're going to ask for them to be gone and they're going to get rid of them. So, oh, yep. I don't know. 
I know. To wait and see, I think. I don't I don't agree with the spotter within the bunker. But that did that did say a spotter could, that, could be employed. Isn't that what the bunker's supposed to do? I think the bunker has its rules set around basically uh, they throw it upstairs to the bunker for the try or no try. So it's only yeah, going to get with messier. The cap- no, now with the captain's challenge, yes. they are used for other things. Agree. Continue on with your story. Mate, there's only one little bit left to say, and that's that club bosses are having a telephone hookup with NRL boss Andrew Abdo tomorrow to discuss. That's me for the sports news, and I think that's us for the sports news. So, mate, I'm more than happy to throw to the break, and when we come back, we'll have Jake Boxer with today's weather, tomorrow's weather, and a look into the future, which the weather will cover the weekend. See you shortly. Welcome back to the Merrill Daily Podcast for the 14th of May, 2020. Just your weather for today. Let's quickly get it over and done with so we can get straight to our shout-outs. And we had another another technical difficulties with a sh- our shout-outs again. I'm so sorry, but we will get them today. I promise you. Okay, here's our weather for today. Uh, today was a high of 22 with a low of 10. Tomorrow... Uh, uh, what day? I think um we had a problem with our weather thing today, but Friday will be a high of 19 with a low of 12. Saturday a high of 20 with a low of 12. Sunday a high of 21 with a low of 11. Monday a high of 21 with a low of 13. Tuesday a high of 21 with a low of 12. That is your news for today. I will give you your outro and your amazing, amazing shout-outs. Thank you to everyone who is following the Instagram page at Merrill Daily Podcast. Make sure um, to check that out if you are listening to it. And make sure to follow it. Because if you follow it, you will be in our next episode and your your name will be on our next episode. And we'll give you a shout-out. Thank you for listening to the Merrill Daily Podcast today. We will see you at the outro and our shout-outs. Hello. Welcome back to the Merrill Daily Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Just our shout-outs for today. Thanks to everyone who's at least been checking it out, liking the photos. We really, really appreciate it. Okay, just our followers Dot Burse, Gemma, Izzy, uh, Kirsty Merrill, Lily Blissenden, Melinda Baranati, Sienna Neal, uh, Slim Shady, Tiani DeRose, uh, and Brianna Billick, 3807. Thank you all for following us. Hopefully you're listening to this right now because you deserve this shout-out. And, uh, yeah, that's it for today. Dad, Beautiful. you have to say? Nah, bring on Friday, mate. Bring on Friday. Bring on Friday. And then after Friday, we'll see you on Monday. Because Yeah. Well, we'll look forward to hearing, hearing you again tomorrow, Jake. And I look forward to speaking to everybody for one final time tomorrow for the week. And last one last thing. Remember, I am your host, 
Jake Merrill, joined by your co-host, Steve Mighty Merrill. Thank you. See you. See you.